0: All right. So Dan, today we're going to talk about the subtle signs of betrayal is what I'm calling it. So those, are, if you're listening to this on the podcast, I, I am actually not sure if we're going to release this on the podcast or not. But if you are listening to this, we decided to. And this is just a little behind the scenes. We're shooting a YouTube video uh on this topic the subtle signs of betrayal by the way if you're not if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel you should go over there check it out it's under the same name naked leadership we release a lot of content and we release the podcast on there some people prefer to watch a podcast rather than listen so you could do that over there as well so um anyway that's out of the way so the subtle signs of betrayal um i say or or what's interesting to me is that the 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 signs of betrayal are subtle but distinct, Dan. You always say it happens fast or it happens slow, and then it happens fast. And I think that's true with with betrayal as well. There's subtle signs along the way, and if we're not paying attention, we will miss them. And then when the betrayal becomes apparent, we're surprised or shocked by <laughs> its by its presence in our relationship. So um, that's why we wanted to do this uh, do this video. We're gonna. There's 16 signs, right? 18. 18 signs that we're
1: going to go at least through. that I've 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 documented 18 um different signs or if you will <clears throat> gambits that are used that indicate betrayals on its way. Yep.
0: Got it. So set it up for us. What is the essence of these uh of these signs? What are you looking for and paying attention to? And I
1: I think these are probably more confessions than anything else. But uh because I obviously if you've betrayed somebody, you're probably pretty much aware of what betrayal is on that side. And I like to catch myself so I uh, can be as true as I possibly can. And I have uh, failed multiple times. But, you know, this is a human dynamic. It goes way back, um, you know, to the very beginning. In fact, you know, uh, the, the point is betrayal occurs. If you look at the 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 there's a story in the bible of adam and eve that's the first betrayal right mm-hmm. and and that's where you really pick up the mood or the context of betrayal when it starts to show up in your relationship it'll show up like a like a like a person being victimized by their circumstances or their history just like yeah. adam said what's well, the woman you gave me if you wouldn't have given me her this wouldn't have happened right it's that externalization uh, giving responsibility for my choices to something outside of me, either the circumstances or my history.
0: Right on. You've done, uh, I think it's worth mentioning here too. You've done so much of this work in prisons with real criminals on, on uh, lifers, right? Real criminals. I get it. Convicted criminals. There's Convicted. Um, <laughs> plenty <laughs> always... real criminals right here yeah that's right that's exactly right we're all and that's the point I was going to make is that you always say we're all criminal, just some of us are more arrestable than others. so your intro to this is perfect in my opinion is like take a look at yourself. where are these showing up? How can you catch yourself? but you can also see it in others so when you're thinking about a business opportunity with somebody partnering uh you know a marriage or a relationship or a friendship, you can start to notice some of these. Uh, signs, and it won't be surprising, you know, their behavior showing up as betrayal won't be surprising to you. So let's dive in.
1: Certainly, if you can see it coming, you can open a conversation where you can um, do some forensics to see what's really going on. You may discover things in an early stage, which then you could recover the relationship or save it from the breach of peace that could come with the betrayal for sure.
0: Great. So let's dive in. Let's go fast. So sign number one,
1: Well, sign number one is a form of envy. It's when somebody is building themselves up by putting you or somebody else down. How do you define envy? Envy. Envy is, so jealousy is when I want what you have. Envy is when I don't want you to have what you have. Interesting. Right. And so you may think, well, if they're talking about somebody else and putting them down, then how is that a betrayal well because if they're doing that with that person when are they doing that with you
0: with somebody else for That's sure right. and yeah. if
1: they're doing that that means that there is a a, a, uh, a malicious intent even though it may be disguised in such way. well let's sit down you know i'm really concerned about so and so you know <laughs> and and i really want to make sure we can get them some support it can show up like that and Got I would, it. you know, or they might say something like, look, I need to talk to you about Adrian. Okay. But I need to know that you're going to be confidential about this. Cause this is really important. I don't want to hurt his feelings.
0: I'm so concerned about him. And
1: me too. <laughs> All right. Number two. two telling others what they think they want to hear. Now this is, this could be hard to hear because you like to hear you and I, we like To hear what we think the world looks like. So, you know, if I know that you want to hear certain things from me, I'm going to tell you that if I want to get my way. But if I notice, like if I notice, that is this person really telling me what they think? And if they're not, that's a sign. That's already a betrayal. All of these are themselves a betrayal.
0: Yeah, a yes man is ripe yeah. for betrayal. And, Watching and, succession, that becomes very, very clear. Yeah, or yeah.
1: <laughs> and you think about people like Elvis Presley or Michael Jackson, and a lot of stars and people who have done well often eliminate any voice that might speak back to them mm-hmm. an uncomfortable truth. And then that's when you get locked in and you don't know who your friends are. You know, it's, it's the Judas thing, you know, go along with it till you can get the most out of it and then you disappear or you take what you can and you go like that.
0: Yeah, number three.
1: Telling the, the person what you think they ought to know. So they, in other words, they could be telling me what they think I ought to know. Like only so much of what's going on. Well, I'm going to tell you so much, not too much, just what I think you ought to know. And I can find that out. By just in an inquiry, I could find out. Well, you know, you really don't need. I didn't think you needed to know that.
0: Mm-hmm. With right? good questions, you can go down that path.
1: Yeah, you can find out. There's things that hadn't been told. They're being omitted. So when you bring them up, they'll say, "Well, geez, I didn't think that was relevant."
0: Yes. Yeah. Got it. Number four.
1: Lying. Period. Lying. Lie about anything. Yeah. <clears throat> the littler the the lie, the more. Probably important it is to understand why they felt they had to tell it yeah I've been, I've been called on that exaggerating, et cetera, any form of lying sometimes
0: I think you know it's interesting sometimes I think people experience being lying too as a, as uncomfortable as lying, or i don't know about their comfort or discomfort, but like there's something that keeps them from ask like digging into it, like why did you lie? what was the, you know, what,
1: what, you know like what was happening the, for you? you felt like you had to lie to me.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean I Most don't... people don't go down that road when they get lied to, and I don't know if it's embarrassment or whatever reason it is. But that's interesting. Wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't you want to explore that if you're thinking you have a relationship with this person? Yeah, I
1: remember my father cornering me about an exaggeration I made and um, asking me that question, and it was helpful because I real I didn't realize it until he asked it. But I had confessed to him because I want you to think of me in a in a better light than I think you do. Like, I want Mm -hmm. you to think highly of me. And he said, well, what do you don't think I think highly of you? And I, I thought, well, I guess not. All right. I wouldn't have done that, (laughs) but it helped me see my own intention.
0: Yeah. Number five.
1: Vagueness. Just being vague, like just giving, you know, I don't know if I want to talk about this too much because it it might get too specific. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, you know, the other day it was hard because Adrian had, a, you know, he was a little tough on me, but I got through it. That's vague. Got
0: it. What not too it? much information. Not yeah. not what was going on. I'm yet.
1: over it now though. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> I've got it all taken care of. That's right. Don't ask any more questions. All right. Yeah. The Never next stay. one
1: the, the next one's attempting to confuse. Like it's like gaslighting. You know, um th- th- literally they 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 the confusion covers up what they what the other person doesn't want you to know they're struggling with mm right, so they might even say they're confused, and then when they talk to you, you might get confused because they don't really want to see or they don't want you to see what they're up to or what they're wrestling with for them most people, it's not like this devious malicious thing where they're trying to be vague or. Confusing. Confusing. But they're being confusing because they're afraid if they really got clear, you they wouldn't get from you what they want from you.
0: Mm. Yeah. Number seven.
1: Minimization. Oh, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. And then later on, they very well might blow up on the thing they said wasn't a big deal. And that <clears throat> is a sign there's something going on that you need to know about.
0: Hmm. So if something doesn't go right, there's a breakdown in the relationship, or they break a a, a promise to you, or there's even a bro- promise broken to them, or whatever. They might minimize all of that, just to talk about how it's not a big deal. Um. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: And, and instead of going, then you instead of saying, "Well, it is a deal. It's a broken promise. I'm sorry, I broke that to you. Yeah. Don't worry. I got, I'm over it. I I want you know. I'm glad you. It really helps me that you acknowledged it. And then, and then I might ask, well, what helps you? Because now I'm being vague, and I'm, you know, minimizing.
0: Yeah, it's like an avoidance of the of the pain or the suffering yeah. that's there.
1: Yeah, and these things are tightly closed. I mean, all of them, in some way, shape, or form, is lying. But sure, I mean, these are just different the distinctions to listen for.
0: Right? Yeah. Well, there are also types of lying that most I think a lot of people don't see as lying
1: yeah that's right and 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 by knowing that there might be something going on there a a patient caring invitation to explore can reveal more, right, mm-hmm. particularly if they're unwilling to go there, like they're not even willing to consider it that is a very you know that that's something to pay attention to
0: right on uh all right number eight
1: number eight is diversion. Right? They, they like, they, they this, this is commonly seen as, you know, <laughs> I wrecked your car. <laughs> Sorry. And then, you know, I laugh or chuckle or it's not a big deal. Uh, or, you know, I did something and I, and I divert the attention from what happened to something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's much easier to talk about the game or,
1: yeah. Or, you know, you know I, I wouldn't have wrecked the car if it wasn't for, you know, Junior here sitting next to me arguing and I was talking with him and literally this really became a problem.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: Or something like that. They're gonna divert, they're gonna stay away from what the transgression is or what's going on and they're going to try to have you look at something else. Got it. Number nine. Assent. Just agreeing. Yeah, you know, sure. That's that yeah, of course. That's that's true. Yeah. Okay. And then they're on to something else. Like they're on to what they want to talk about. Like Mm -hmm. they may just agree with you, give assent, because they don't want you to know what they're up to. So they're easily going along with you. And then you notice that they're not completely in or they're doing something other than what they said they would do when they assented.
0: Yes. My middle daughter's favorite way of being criminal. (laughs) She just agrees with everything. She gets in trouble. She's like, yeah, you're right, Dad.
1: Right. That's right. You're (laughs) right. Yeah, you're right. We've all been through that with our spouse, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Can we yeah, get on yeah, with yeah. can we get on with dinner now?
0: <laughs> All right, your video's shaking really bad, Dan. Oh, sorry, so that's me. i like. my,
1: my legs tapping. My bad.
0: No problem. Leg All tapping. Right, that's
1: everybody. another one. Leg tapping. <laughs> um, <laughs> Number ten. Silence. Stonewalling. Not willing to talk about it. Withholding. Just you talk to them, they don't talk. Mm. Not willing to give up where they're at. What's up for them? Stonewall.
0: Got it. Next, 11.
1: Selective attention and perception. So no matter what you say, they always bring it back to their frame. They only pay attention to certain things you say. Notice if they hear everything you say or they're only paying attention to to the things that are relative or relevant to what they want and they ignore maybe other points that might be important to you.
0: So if you, if there's a breakdown and you're having a conversation and you present your perspective, they're unwilling to even acknowledge that that happened. They'll come back to, well, this is what I was saying and this is what I did and this is what I was dealing with and what I was seeing.
1: That's right. Or they're going to be selectively attentive to what you say as long as it relates to what they're up to and stays away from what you don't want to see. They're not going to talk about the things that will give clue to what they don't want you to see. That's what the betrayal
0: is. Mm. Yeah. Got it. All right.
1: Number 12. Total inattention. You know, if you have a 14 year old or 12 year old, you may know what this looks like. They just don't pay attention. They don't care what you say. They're at the dinner table. They're on their phone. They're staring around. They're playing with their food. You know, it could be a million different things, but, they're not paying attention. They're, they're obviously somewhere else.
0: Yeah. It's the perfect setup to have not heard, right? That's right. Or not That's understood. Right.
1: I don't know what you said. And then that goes to confusion. Yes. Right? So these play into each other.
0: Right on. Number 13.
1: Tardiness and missing appointments, breaking agreements. Broken agreements are probably the best indicator that something is up. Mm-hmm. And they start small. Like I what I say is, and you mentioned this at the beginning, everything, everything fails, I, and I don't just say this, I, it's, I heard it, and I've seen it to be true in my life, that things fail slowly than all at once. Mm-hmm. So if something falls apart all at once, it had a long tail of failure before that cliff. Yeah. I just didn't pay attention. And if people are missing appointments or they're late, then that's an indicator that the importance of what they promised as is losing it's losing its importance for them may be worth investigating talking about it reinventing the promise releasing the promise whatever but getting clear that hey man if they're they're missing appointments or they're tardy a lot there's something in the relationship that needs to probably be said mm-hmm. one of the things I, I i like to say in the training is you know, a broken agreement is a cry for help.
0: Yeah. There's a great story that you tell. We won't go into detail, but there's a great story you tell in the Revenant process, which is the the four-day self-leadership training that we do uh, that Dan leads. And he tells a story about um, when he when his wife, Eileen, starts missing some of the appointments they have together, like tea and working out and that kind of stuff. And that was paying attention. That was the first clue that showed you that something was off and that you weren't going to get off of it. Right. And I love that story because it, it demonstrates the level of paying attention, but also the signs that are there in order to interrupt that, that way of being with each other. And then something possible is something more is possible there. Once the conversations opened up.
1: Yeah. She, she was sure there was nothing there until, and and I waited. I mean, I thought, Oh, maybe I'm just being anal here. And the next week I kept looking at the broken promises. And finally she said, yeah, I don't know what's up. Right. And that started a much deeper conversation. And later on, she told me if we hadn't done that, it might've been, it could have been the end of us because she could have got so far down the track. There was no returning. So yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Number 14,
1: number 14 is misunderstanding, intentionally misunderstanding. Like we've all experienced it. We probably all have done it where we pretend to misunderstand to get the other person to continue to explain what they mean. So I don't have to come out with anything. Yes. So the responsibility of whatever's going on stays in your lap.
0: It strikes me as a front for holding your cards close to your chest, getting the other person to reveal their cards first. It's also a delay in response, right? If I don't understand what you're asking me, I get more time up here to think about what my formulated response is rather than my authentic response.
1: And that's a lot like the confusion thing we talked about, but it's like I'm... Being confused on purpose. I'm misunder I'm actually misunderstanding what you're saying or what's going on on purpose, and that can be. Com- you know, you could say that. Well, that's confusing too. So you can those sure. go together. Yeah, yeah. Number fifteen. Fifteen. Generalizing to the point of absurdity. So what you're saying is, if I do this and I do that and you do this, then basically I hate you. Is that what yeah. I'm? Saying? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Like to some absurd level. Yes. And then you get caught up in that and you don't get to the things that that you you don't get to the things they don't want to talk about.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. You just overload it. Right. And it's so heavy. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'll just I'll back off.
1: Yeah. And if you see that happening, that pattern, then you know there's probably something that needs to be talked about. There's something... These are all signs mostly that something's being omitted that mm. needs to be omitted that needs to be brought to light. Yeah. All right, number sixteen. Sixteen is to deliberately postpone. Right? Deliberate postponement. I keep putting it off, putting it off. Hey, I know uh geez, we were supposed to talk Monday and that was a renegotiation for Friday, but I still haven't finished everything. Maybe we can talk this Friday.
0: Hmm. Yeah. This is, uh, I mean, we work a lot with CEOs and company founders. This one, I find a lot with that, with with yeah. those roles, uh, putting off the conversation so they don't have to deal with what's there.
1: Yeah. They don't want to go through the conversation. Maybe they couldn't get the money from the company and they don't want to talk about that. Or maybe, yeah. they, you know, maybe they want to talk to the company about getting the money to do the service or whatever, you know, like a client's you can see that with. And they're afraid to ask, but so they'll keep postponing because they don't want to get up against that tough conversation. Yep. Number 17. Claiming that I don't really need to change. Like something happens, didn't work. And even though it didn't work, it's all, you know, it's just the way it is. Uh, I, you know, I did all the things I needed to do and it didn't work out. It's not my problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Nothing, nothing to learn, nothing to, nothing to change. I'm, nothing to I'm the good enough. On.
1: I did everything I had to. It's you.
0: Yeah. Got it. Or the circumstance, the right?
1: Circumstance or yeah. Yeah. You know, what do you expect me to do? Yep. Like I love the one when people say, well, the traffic was horrible. You know that I I've had this happen where I, you know, I'm acting as the chief of staff and, I'm working with somebody and they come in late and i I just ask them, you know, personally, I'll take them aside afterwards and say, Hey, what happened? You know, we, these meetings start, we need you here. What, what's going on? Well, you know, the traffic was unbelievable, you know, <laughs> and, and I have to fight that traffic every day, et cetera, et cetera. I go, do you fly? Have you flown much? Oh yeah. I fly a lot. How many flights have you missed in your life? Oh, none. Yeah. Okay. Let's pretend this is a flight. <laughs> like that
0: yeah yeah there's nothing wrong here all right finally
1: number 18 they just attack you mm. an attack is the best defense offense a good offense is the best defense right so they pick your achilles tendon you know your achilles heel something you may have done in the past
0: yeah that's what i was gonna say bringing up the past or some, you do, some or offense you... that you had on them
1: you didn't yeah. do something in the meeting that was the way they thought it should be, or or maybe it wasn't the way you said it would be, and they come after you about it. Because it's, if they can get you on the defensive, you're not going to see what they're doing. You're going to feel bad. You're going to, you know, the, the hope is you're going to want to make up for whatever they are pointing out as weak, whatever they're attacking.
0: Right on. So this is the 18 signs of betrayal. Um, obviously, lots of them are closely related. And. People will display multiples of them, if not all of them. So as you study these, as you think about them, the opportunity is to start to notice them out there in the wild. And it's not, it's not in, in order to call them and say, hey, you're going to betray me or you're, you know, you're a criminal because you are, you are as well. The idea is like these are conversation starters.
1: Yeah, you, these can- are,
0: you can claim what you notice, And you can dig in and then you can start to reveal or see what's actually there.
1: That's the point. You can really connect with where somebody is. If you notice these are going on, there's a conversation that wants to happen. And every other conversation is probably a, it's it's, it's not as relevant as the one that seems to be hidden behind one of these strategies. That's the one you want to get to. Amazing. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, man. Always a fun.
0: Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Bye, everybody.